0: In today's episode, I welcome Nathan Pearson, Global Head of Conversational Banking for HSBC, and Huin Dorado, Global Head of Data Science Innovation at HSBC. Gentlemen, welcome. When you're doing innovation, you're doing, at a fundamental level, a mindset shift. And that cannot be easy in an organization that it operates in multiple different countries, serving multiple different cultures, with different states of maturity on technology. How do you go about looking at this curiosity and changing the mindset? So you really disrupt from within. Juan, um, why don't we start with you as you have data on your title?
1: It is very hard to innovate. It is very hard to change the status quo, or to go against your already believes or processes. So what we said is we need kind of a new system. So how how we kind of operated, as we said, we have a team now that we're trying to shield them a bit from the preconceptions or uh, current hypothesis or current methods. And we say, okay, let's first understand what you can build or what you should build thinking about the customer and the services that we offer or what they need, but leverage technology to build something unique and new, right? So we, we think about it as more like applied data science and the innovation part is thinking about new applications for our customer. So things like chatbots or uh, conversational banking experiences is a great example. So that has been a little bit of our, our approach that has worked quite well uh, in the past, let's say, a couple of years, which is trying to really learn from the big and plus from corporate, big corporates, but also from how startups approach a problem.
0: I think Often I say innovation is about first realizing who you are and a little bit about realizing and paying attention to who everybody around you is, including your partners, your business lines. So one of the things you guys floated around in a jargon that we try to break here at the podcast on the Voices of Data community is chatbot. We have a bit of a fun play that we always ask somebody in the show to explain a word to a 10-year-old. So Nathan, how would you describe a chatbot? to a 10-year-old.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've never had this conversation with a 10-year-old, but um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's quite a difficult one, but I, I'll do my best. Um, so, I mean, a chatbot is really just a, a computer that's it's able to have a conversation with a human, but using our own like natural language. So in English and French and Spanish, whatever language you speak, it's actually being able to just communicate with a human just through language. It's not clicking on buttons. It's not that. It's just being able to talk or type, and that computer being able to understand and respond if you think about um, kind of in the day-to-day life the most common thing that most of us would experience and what you know is classically a chatbot would be something like an Alexa or a Google Assistant or a Siri and actually, I think loads of kids understand what those are. I was, I was at my neighbour's house recently and their little son, who's like two and a half, was just like, kept shouting, like, play Pirates of the Caribbean to Alexa. And he just kept playing the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. His parents hated it, but, you know, he knew how to interact with that. If you put him in front of a computer. He wouldn't be able to do that. But he could, he understood that ability just to speak in his language and the computer would do what he wanted it to do.
0: You mentioned a few things in terms that I hear value. I hear ensuring that how do we use technology when it's natural and when it augments people's lives. But how do you do that, Juan, when you're thinking about all this innovation, to not lose the human touch, to look at how do we augment where empathy and perhaps people are making some of the big decisions in their life, which is usually where banks have traditionally come up with products. How do you balance these things
1: the way we thought about it and and it's a little bit uh, the design so many times you see teams or groups think about technology as the pure fact of technology we need to use the best and the latest this but what happens and many times happens is that you might end up with over engineered solutions uh, solutions that might not understand the pain points so now we have tools like ai to personalize and build unique experience that we were not able to do it at scale, right? We're a very human bank and we have a lot of the concepts of the human as part of the, the the service that we provide, but this is a chance to take that and even make it even more scalable. So we think about it that way and and how we try to do it is, can we, instead of thinking about the technology itself, can we build a better experience? And I'll give you an example. A, a big part of the vision, the, the vision that we have on, on the wealth area is could we bring, the concept of a smarter app, kind of a smarter virtual assistant, we call it wealth assistant, to help me better understand the context of who I am in my terms of my finances. How should I think about my long-term finances, my investments? Uh, what, what are my blind spots, right? If I'm like a trading or I'm investing in the long term, or many times they our customers invest for education, education abroad. And, and, and usually this takes a lot of effort. People have to do research or talk or they find uh, security, talking with friends and see what they do. But the insights that we can bring from data could be uh, in front of them, uh, it could be relevant to them. You can help them in the decision-making. You can help them in all the human biases that we have. And it's all not complex stuff, but that when we put it together, these AI systems would build the experience much better.
0: I love your first comment around over-engineering. I think the banking industry, certainly, I know, uh, I know enough heads of innovations. I have the fortune of, of knowing a lot of people in that banking space like yourself. And some have fallen victim of having a bit of like innovation theater, I would so kindly call it. There's a purpose. It talks about the future or sometimes the past but how is it actually being put in practice and not just being technology for technology's sake? Nathan, I, I want to ask you a question. You've been probably listening and finding ways of bringing the customer journey and continuing the conversation with the human, like you once said, the important center of why a, a bank or any organization exists. How has it been and what are some of the trends that you've seen given we've gone through some you know, unprecedented time? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's been hugely challenging for our customers, been hugely challenging for our staff. Um, you know, we've, as a bank, we've obviously participated in all of the, the financial relief and all that kind of support we've given to our customers. Um, but what we've also done is really scaled and accelerated a lot of our digital adoption, which I think, again, has been a, a trend um, across the industry over the past couple of years. Um, you know, we've had to close branches. We had to move contact centre staff from working in contact centres physically in the, you know, in a building to working from home. That's like 20,000 people that had to move from an office to a home environment in like two weeks. Never done that before. Never thought we would have to do that before and has been, you know, was chaos at times. Um, But the the great thing is that, you know, customers, we've been able to continue supporting customers through those times Um, and doing that through the digital the digital world and some of the conversational banking solutions we have has really has really helped you know at, the, at those points when you know, long call wait times actually being able to have um, chat conversations where you actually don't need to be logged in at all points you can actually just send a message when it's convenient to you as the customer uh, agent will get back to you when they're available or the bot will actually respond to you immediately that's like a better customer experience. And that was something we really consciously made the decision to sort of accelerate the the rollout of last year. One of the big kind of contact drivers we'd seen was actually, um, you know, payment disputes. Um, And one one of the great things we did during one of the many spikes during last year was we built a new bot in tents to say, actually, you know, this is a complicated thing that an agent or a, you know, a human can handle. You can build a bot you can collect all of that information for you. It's really just like, you know, it's quite simple. It's, you know, which is the retailer? What was the date of the payment? Like, why do you want to dispute it? Like, why do you want to try and get a refund? All these kind of things. It's like, it's really actually quite a straightforward customer journey. Um, and what you can do through conversational AI is really build something like that. Quickly, so You don't have to think about you know, building a digital web page with all of the UI, UX considerations. You've already got a bot. It's actually just training the bot to talk about something new. Um, so that was something we managed to roll out very quickly. Um, and that bot you know, collects all the information, then it hands over to a human agent. So that agent already has all the information they need, but can have that empathetic conversation and say, you know, hey, Juan, actually, really sorry to hear, you know, your holiday to the Maldives got canceled. Um, you know what else can we do to help you so it really gives the customer that kind of instantaneous support um, but also the human empathy and that's that's one of the big benefits we've been able to deliver through conversational AI. That's
0: so cool to hear alongside some of the other stories we've been hearing around the people that used to work in some of these call centers are actually the ones training the bot because they know what kind of information they want and it's been a bit of a Uh, A really interesting partnership between the technology side and the humans that have the empathetic expertise and have taken thousands and thousands of calls themselves to know, hey, here's the order, here's the way. And then I think it's really cool to see that then going to convenience, to saying there's ways of people feeling personalized and special when they get into a phone call and it feels like you've been listening. Juan when, when you think about this technology we've talked about a few very tangible ways that something that perhaps to some feels really far or feels very technology oriented is actually human oriented and is being put in practice in examples like conversational voice ai for something that most of us can relate to what are some of the other exciting ways you can see this technology bringing value to the people that HSBC has and serves
1: so things like uh, a lot of personalization across the experience, uh, a lot of predictive personalization. So based on something you do or who you are, we might be able to improve what you see or or this, or uh, remove information so you don't have a, let's see decision overload, information overload. And uh, and 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 I would see that continues this trend. A lot of in the back office as well. So there's a lot of work on augmenting our staff, making them more efficient, process automation. So there's tons of applications that we're working on. Things like OCR, speech to text are improving by the day. So it's more the, the creativity, how we use it to improve those processes. But I would say in a couple of years, what's even more exciting, and and it's the integrated experiences when all these things start getting together. And, and now it's the customer-centric experiences. But I think, we're gonna see more and more of that in, in the FinTech space where we really understand the customer, we can offer you from different angles, whether you're in a chatbot, whether you're in a, with a person, whether you're in online, uh, whether you're doing a, a product A versus product B, we have all that holistic understanding of who you are and how can we help you better. And, and in a way, I think this will translate into many industries as well, as in instead of selling services and products, I think we're going to be selling more like experiences what is the experience uh or the financial experience that we can offer customers
0: i couldn't agree more and you touch on one of my favorite topics that underlies all of this which is identity uh and understanding and i think that the data and identity story goes hand in hand around custodianship who do you effectively trust to manage whatever is valuable to you or of creation of value in that future that you're talking about of, connectivity and how are you then just, you know, taking care of me like you have taken care of my money, my house, my kids' education. So I think the future is an interesting one in that build and rebuild of trust in a digital economy. Nathan, what is next on your side when you think about conversational banking?
2: I mean, there are so many opportunities and, um, you know, this is really why why I partner yeah. with Wan and his team so much because they're they're the real innovators and um, you know we're really just build you know commercializing those those tools and those solutions he's um his wonderful team of data scientists are, are creating so um yeah I think there were lots of things I think i I can talk about three of them probably right now um I think one um and Wan's already touched on actually when he talked about the wealth assistant but if you think about the way that digital and technologies have evolved over the last few years, and the the advent of the mobile app, what what we've really done is put a bank in everyone's pocket by by having a banking app. You know, you can do pretty much everything you want in your in your uh, mobile phone that sits in your pocket. What I'm thinking we can start to do through conversational AI is actually put a banker in everyone's pocket and actually provide that personalised experience when you can start to talk to your relationship manager or your mortgage advisor. Through the banking app you know you can also do that through ai there's so much of that experience is simple it's low value it's low empathy i think data and personalization we we talk about you talk about throughout this whole series you know we have so much data uh, available to us so actually we can start to proactively communicate with customers based on you know their data based on their circumstance to actually um anticipate their needs and then the third one is a bit more of a a long-term opportunity i think so the first two are quite you know within our gift to deliver in the the relatively short term Um, but the third one is actually going a bit more to some of those sci-fi stories and those films and um actually moving to a you could move to a conversational only experience forget about websites forget about banking apps actually being able to do all of your financial management through a voice interface through a text-based interface um you know you may have seen the film At her where the guy falls in love with his like ai that is kind of in his ear the whole time so it's, like, it's a you know, it's a bit out there it's a bit of a it's not my favorite film but uh, it's actually one of my boss's favorite films so but you know if you think about you know the heydays of relationship banking you know 50 60 years ago you just walk into your branch have a chat with a branch manager about what you need and then walk away with your mortgage or your loan or whatever you need like we've made that so much more complicated over the last 50 years you know we've built all these websites and journeys and forms that you have to fill in you, know, you could move to a space where you're just talking to you know your voice assistant whether you're you know, engaging through a whatsapp or wechat kind of experience if you really wanted to through, to an ai or through to a human to actually get you know get the Banking needs fulfilled, or get your customer needs fulfilled. Um, you know, technically, that actually is possible. I think you know, Juan mentioned you know, speech to text. Um, that, that that kind of capability is already out there, and it's evolving on a daily basis, both through the big techs and through kind of startups. So, all of the kind of building blocks are in place. You just need kind of customers and regulators to be comfortable.
0: I totally believe in that world, and I think it's really interesting to see what kind of technology then hurdles and true R&D and innovation is going to come in to like connect this in a way where we're still physical humans, but living in a totally digitized world. So I look forward to seeing those as long as we keep the privacy and ethics conversation going at the same speed, which I know HSBC is really proud and active on. It's great to see leaders like yourselves at HSBC trying to evoke that change, trying to empower not only a bank in your pocket, but people realizing that we're meant to be more, we're meant to create, we're meant to learn, we're meant to evolve and innovate. And that's why we do the things that we do. That's why we build the technology that we build. So I thank you both for being part of Voices of Data as a community and sharing a little bit about your voice, your perspective, and having empathy with me to understand some of the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead As you guys transform this, maybe my future replacement is a bot. I'm not sure. Still think there's humans.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you.